Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball. Here we are deep into August now, and this is episode 14, and this week we're here to actually talk about, I think in some ways, what's really considered the pinnacle achievement for a single season for a batter, which is winning the Triple Crown. And like, yes, it's kind of been tarnished like the last couple of years or in recent history just because people don't look at RBIs the same way that they used to. It's not nearly as valued a statistic, but nobody's ever won the triple crown by accident. Yes, yes. And 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 there have been 23 perfect games in Major League history, but there have only been 14 triple crowns in the modern era. We're not going back before that. Yeah. I mean, oh, now granted you're talking about, you know, a single game versus an entire season there, but uh, it it's still Winning the Triple Crown, is it's something that uh, the fact that Miguel Carrera won it in 2012 is really stunning because I honestly thought it would have never happened again. And nobody has won a Triple Crown in the National League since 1937. Which is weird, right? There's been there's been in the American League since then, but yeah, I, I you know I don't know why that would be because you couldn't attribute that. It's not like DHs have been winning it like crazy. Yelich came close a couple years Yelich, ago. It, guys have come close, but a lot of those. And it's it, and it's certainly not something where you could argue like, oh, having the pitcher in the lineup affects your chances to win the Triple Crown. That that doesn't really track. No, no, no. But one of the things that I found was most interesting about uh, Triple Crown stats is uh, about the RBI itself, and, and that is that RBI was not even an official stat until 1920 there's that season again but yeah but I, so like i know guys have won it before then so how does that exactly work because i didn't i didn't even know like because it's like i thought that they've been tracking night of rbi since like the beginning of the modern era right right so so before 1920 uh they would go back into game accounts which weren't always terribly accurate when you think about how they kept track and box scores and reports of games and so they went back and found that uh in the modern era in 1901 uh napoleon lajoie of the philadelphia a's uh hit 426 had 14 home runs dead bowl era folks uh and 125 rbi eyes and that led the league in each of those three categories so he posthumously was awarded the, the triple i mean hitting 426 in a season's pretty impressive that means again you would argue that doing all of those things he did win the triple crown it's just like you never know if you're gonna go back that far to reconstruct game accounts. but he didn't get an award i bet right i didn't go back and look this up like I, you know, nobody said hey congratulations you won the triple is he crown. even in the hall of is he oh I, yeah, I, yeah. It, so i guess to me what would be the pinnacle if he's in the hall of fame and now in the hall of fame he's considered a triple crown winner that's to me what would make that's it like a great official. point and, and in fact the second triple crown winner same status in the dead ball era 1909 mm-hmm. uh, everybody's favorite ty cobb of the detroit tigers uh, hit 377 which was not that much above his career average of 367 by the Which way is to have a career average of 367 he had something. nine homers and 107 yeah, rbi nine home runs led the league led the league uh, yeah. be, people people will call that very boring baseball so um and the last one of the dead ball era is not officially recognized as a um as a triple crown and we'll talk about um this player in a, in just a few minutes uh but uh, wait, 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 no 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 i want to <laughs> talk about this player now so wait how is he not officially recognized but he won a triple crown well, remember i talked to you about you know the the accounts of the game were yeah. that accurate so i guess people had erasers and stuff and 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 honus wagner apparently won the rbi title at the time in 1912 mm-hmm. uh but uh heine 
Zimmerman, and, and actually was the first of two Heinies to play in the National League, but we won't talk about Heine minutia in this episode. Heine Zimmerman led the league in all three categories, uh, except for RBIs at the time, and then they found, uh, later on, they found four RBIs. What, like somebody like hid the ballots or something? Well, you know, George Sissler actually I, I had 256 hits you know, for the longest time, and then like... 30, 40 years ago, they found a hit, and now he has 257 for the year that he led the league in hits. So they find things sometimes when they go looking. Yeah, so they found three hits, and Heine Zimmerman uh, actually ends up winning the Triple Crown. If you go back to you know uh, baseball so, reference and you look at the stats. If, so is, that 1912 season, like yeah, he, he was the official Triple Crown winner. But again, didn't get awarded. They weren't awarding it then, and at the, and, and at the time, there was even controversy. So these people apparently still argue about this. We can believe that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I have to imagine that was definitely the most important thing that happened that So year. after 1920, <laughs> um, you know, the players become players that we've heard of. They're, 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 not that you haven't heard of Ty Cobb uh, and Naples Joie, but, you know, this is now the official. You have Triple Crowns. So go ahead. Who's the first Triple Crown winner after, after the uh, – well, the first Triple Crown winner, obviously, a Cardinal. Who There's a few of them, actually, which is kind of weird. But uh, Rogers Hornsby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Rajah. To, to win it, to do the Triple Crown twice within, like, a couple seasons of each other is pretty impressive. And, like, those seasons he put together are crazy. Like, he, he had 400, by the way, both times. Yeah. 400 with almost 40 home runs both seasons and almost 150 RBIs in both seasons. That's... That's uh, carrying your team. That, that's a pretty good season. <laughs> so in, in 1933, um, the National League did have a Triple Crown winner as well. Um, Chuck Klein of the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, a, you said that these are people, you know, I do not know who Chuck uh, Klein is. Uh, you know, uh, a Hall of Fame player. By the way, all the guys that won these Triple Crowns uh, are Hall of Fame players. It, it, it's kind Except of, for Miguel Cabrera. But that's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. And it, it's just hard for me to believe that, like, Winning a triple crown is just so hard to do that right. it seems unlikely that like a guy could be good enough for one season to win the triple crown, but then also wouldn't put together like a Hall of Fame type career. Uh, and 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 you, you, that's exactly right because I read where eighty. 80 times in the 120 years uh, since 1900, guys have won two of the three and didn't win the third. 80 times. Which is, which that's a lot. That's a lot. But it's like, I, I guess to me, that's even more likely why it would be a Hall of Famer because, like, you might have an individual season. There's probably a lot of guys that had an individual season where they got two of three, but then they never got close again. But, like, if you're, you have to be a Hall of Fame type player to put up the types of numbers to get close every single year until finally one year, it just kind of gets all put together for you well and and chuck klein had that year uh mm -hmm. but he also had a hall of fame career now in, in 1933 uh, jimmy fox who was also the guy who won wait the so there were two triple crowns in the same in year. The same season that's correct that's that's the only time that that's happened by the way oh man that just really looks bad on both of the rest of those league's hitters like you just get both of you there's just a triple crown of both league not a good look so jimmy fox who's one of the answers to the trivia question of uh, guys in the field around in baseball that have won back-to-back -back mvps because he was the first guy to do it i think he uh, won the first uh, MVP itself, but he won in 1933, hitting 356 with 48 homers and 163 RBIs. But he should have won in 1932, and he was beaten out of it um, by Dale Alexander, who's a player I have no knowledge of. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently, Dale Alexander ended up only having 454 plate appearances. Uh, and for all of us that really follow baseball, you're supposed to have to qualify for the batting title 3.1 plate appearances for each one of your team's games. 
Point being, if you play 160 games times three, that's 480. So you play. Anyway, he didn't have enough plate appearances to qualify by today's standard. And so some people go back, like ESPN, and give Fox the batting average crown because he had, so, had 365 so like another, average. Like another retroactive awarding of the triple crown, essentially. But how about this season? He hit 365 with 58 homers and 169 RBIs. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Yeah, I feel like you should win the triple crown. So, you so, should for just for that season. Even if you didn't actually do it, they should just give it to you. But he he didn't uh, end up winning in 1932. He won in 1933. And I mean, then you go into like obviously you get kind of into the more slightly more modern era of triple crown winners, where it's just like it's a lot of the greats where you Gehrig won it in forty in thirty four. And then I don't know the next guy that won it. Ducky Wucky Medwick? I've, wait, excuse me? <laughs> well, remember we, we talked about uh, Joe Medwick, and they yes. called him Ducky Medwick, and then some people even called him Ducky Wucky Medwick, and apparently this was a big guy who would just beat the tar out of you or something. I don't know, but that was his name was Ducky Medwick was really his nickname. Well, I mean, he won a triple crown, so he must have been pretty good at baseball. As a, as a Hall of Fame player and the last guy, again, in the National League to have won the triple crown. Interesting, because then, after, obviously, after that season, you have the Williams, Ted Williams winning his two triple crowns. Yeah, well, here's the thing about Ted Williams, and you got to think about it. 1942, he wins the triple crown. Nice season, 356 with 36 homers, 137. Uh, 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 that's what we're going to call a nice season. Goes to the war yep. for the next three years. Doesn't play baseball in 1943, 44, and 45. Comes back in 46. You know, just doesn't win the Triple Crown, but decides he'll win it in 1947 after he's been away. So he lost, yeah. Three years of his career. And in prime of his career. He could have easily won at least one more. Hard hard for me to say anything. If you look at his career, Rob's Ted Williams, there goes the greatest hitter who ever lived, as far as I'm concerned. I think Ted Williams... still deserves that moniker and certainly you could even say it would be even more likely if he had been one of the few to stay behind that he would have won the triple crown because he would have played against reduced competition in those years too yeah that's right right and they had it when he was gone he was the competition that was (laughs) reduced um and i mean then you have then you have kind of i I think this would kind of be like the last like i guess the classic era guys in my mind it always surprises me that he played so late into the 50s because i think of him as more of like i guess in my mind the elder (laughs) era of baseball but mantle won his in 50s no no he was yeah it was definitely late 50s into the 60s uh uh, amazing player you know fast terrific ball player a surprise sometimes that he only won the one um, and then the next guy, I, and I like this story about Frank Robson, who's, who's just one of the all-time greats for so many reasons, the first uh, African-American manager after his amazing playing career. But he played for the Reds in 1965, um, and the Reds decided to trade him because they felt he was an old 30. So they traded him to the Baltimore Orioles after the season, and he goes into Baltimore, and he wins the Triple Crown. Ooh, that, that's not a good look for your organization. Yeah. You're, you're going you're gonna to be wearing that egg on your face for a while. So uh, that's a little retribution probably there, a little, uh, a little get back at you. And then you've got um, Yastrzemski, Carl Yastrzemski, not, not Mike, uh, his, I don't know, Mike's his nephew or his grandson or something like that, playing for the Giants now. Oh, yes. Mike Yastrzemski. Um, and he, he had a, 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 the last Triple Crown winner until um, Miggy. So, I mean, I guess for something that's always been interesting to me, has there been anybody that's ever been, like, just missed? Because, like, it's it, you, you even said yourself, there have been 80 guys that have had, like, two of 
three categories, but has anybody been like that close? Yeah. So, you know, actually that was something we talked about before the show because you were interested in this and, and I did find a guy and he ended up being the American League president later in life. I, I think Al Rosen um, of the Cleveland Indians led Who? the league. In, Al, Al Rosen. Um, Never heard of him. Not a Hall of Famer, had a short career, I think 10 or 11 seasons um, and, and not really, that was his year. Okay. okay so the, the, this is the, the year that he had. And, it, it almost reinforces the point I was making. Like this guy had that one magical season and exactly. it still wasn't enough for him so he led the league in home runs 44 homers and 145 rbis so pretty that, good year that, that, and, and far more than he ever hit in any other season so this was his you know like the most amazing and, and it's almost too bad that he didn't win it because it would have been a story unto itself since he's gonna would be the only guy that's not in the hall of fame mm-hmm. and, and doesn't deserve to be in the hall of fame um, but he finished second in batting average to washington's mickey vernon another great hall of fame player by the slimmest of margins 337 to 336 in the batting race that's painful yeah yeah that's like like i gotta feel like is he so he's like the andres galarraga of the triple crown oh i like that (laughs) i like that i like that um the batting race of that year and this is a great story right came up to rosen's last at bat of the year and the last day of the season vernon goes two for four and rosen goes three for five in the last at bat the tigers who are leading the game seven when played their infield excessively deep inviting rosen to lay down which would have been an easy gift bunt single as quoted in Russell Snyder's definitive Cleveland Indian Encyclop- uh, Insider Encyclopedia, Al Alba was pitching, and he was kind of wild. In my last trip to the plate, I figuring I needed one more hit to pass Vernon. I went to a 3-2 count, and I knew I had to swing at whatever uh, Aber threw. Rosen then fouled off four consecutive 3-2 pitches uh, before hitting a high, high chopper to third baseman Jerry Prady. It was a bang-bang play at first. The umpire called me out. He was right. I was out, and that was that. Had Rosen been safe, he would have finished with a batting average of 3372 to the Vernon's 3371, and Rosen would have won the Triple Crown. Now, that's wow. a just miss. That's just, God, that's got to be so painful. Yeah, he really is the Galarraga of the Triple Crown. He did win the MVP that year. I mean, yeah, he still gets the MVP, but the Triple Crown, especially for him, would have been such a more, it's such a more meaningful achievement in some respects. It's such a much more like, He's just an MVP winner, not a triple crown yeah, winner. Yeah, yeah, and and but in his case, I don't think that would have been enough to get him out of almost. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame guy. No, even, I don't. Even with the triple even crown. if he had so won that would the have triple made crown, him that anomaly because I don't. You know, it, 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 as you say, it looks like if you win the triple crown, there's you know almost certainty that you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. Because I mean, there's even guys like look at a guy because a guy that we talked about, I think, on last time or or recently was Kristen Yelich, who almost won it. Two years ago, I mean, he was pretty close considering it was like the last week of the season. He was, you know, he had the home run tie for the lead, and he yeah. just lost. He, I mean, he missed by two home runs in yeah. an RBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know, and then there's just there's. I mean, like, I guess it's kind of hard. Like there was that year back. I think it like what like 2010 where Pulhos he led the league in homers and RBIs, but he missed batting average by like a, a somewhat significant margin. And, and it happened rather regularly, right? So if you go, you know, kind of down the line in the year after that, 11, Matt Kemp, uh, was missing the, uh, the the batting average stat because Reyes hit 337 for the Mets and he had 324, but he led the league with 39 homers and 126 RBIs. Yeah, and I think it's just kind of, and then there's like, I mean, then obviously you have a year like '09 where you have Teixeira because like you pulled this out and we talked about it because like Teixeira led the league in homers and RBIs with 39 homers and 122 RBIs, but um, he was just a little short on the average. No. 
Uh, yeah, he, he had 292, yes. and Maurer kind of hit 365. So it wasn't like he just missed it. And by the way, you know, looking at Teixeira, I did not realize that guy has five gold gloves, 409 career homers, and 1,298 RBIs in a 50.6 career war in 14 years. So, and only played 15 years of games in one of those, so 13 by our standard. The point is, is that, you know, the 268 average is what kills him because that makes him an almost guy. But everything else in that Hall of Fame he, here with he, the five gold gloves. Where were the gold gloves? First base? He was the first. I thought he was a catcher for no, some reason. No, no, first baseman. He's a first baseman. Yeah, I feel like nowadays he's really close. He would be a, he'd be a borderline guy. But the 268. Yeah. The 268 really hurts him because, like, he was a good defender, but he wasn't like. Well, five gold gloves makes him. A great defender? Mm, certainly one of the better ones of all time. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess he's a guy you could really make an argument for. I guess he is a true almost guy. Yeah, yeah. Again, you can't have that, you know, we still value batting average enough that hitting 268 is, you know, that's why you don't get in. Um, and here's a guy who has uh, possibly the, the most interesting you know, player on this is Ryan Howard, right, mm-hmm. who missed the stat, um, missed it with a 251 batting average, but he hit 48 homers with 146 RBIs. In, in 2008, I think Ryan Howard is possibly got the lowest career war of any MVP because he won an MVP. I think it's like 14.7. And it doesn't surprise me at all because like because you had those couple of years. There was the 06 season yeah, yeah, yeah. where he was unbelievable. I think he, I think we actually have that on That's here. It. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. Because no, that this that oh, he had the 08 season, but then he also had the, the 06, 06 season. Where he hit a higher average. He had 313 yeah. right, with right. 58 homers and 149 RBIs. But the problem is, is for that one season where he hit 313, there were a whole lot of seasons in a row where he hit like 220. Yeah, yeah. It just surprises me that... And he uh, played terrible defense. And MVP, well, that's how you have a 14-7 career war in, in, in that longest career. Uh, Manny Ramirez was was right there in 08. Um, actually, he lost the RBI crown by nine to Josh Hamilton. But And led. I feel like that's the kind of season that gets lost because it got split between Boston and LA when he got traded. Right, right. So like when that happens and because of the way they split your stats, then people don't necessarily realize the actual season he put together. Right, you, you probably wouldn't have gotten credit if he had one in the first place yeah exactly so um which really isn't fair but i understand why because i don't know how you track that um because like because like if you hit let's say like you played a quarter you know half to almost two-thirds of the season the american league and then transfer over like it's not really fair that you could carry in a higher batting average and home runs when the rest of your competition now for the triple crown never faced those pitchers i, I would say that it's it's a league award so you really can't if you if you get traded during the season that it's ruins just, your chance it's just an unfortunate reality yeah, yeah, it, it's it, and who would do that right who would trade a guy in the middle of a triple crown season i guess his name would be manny ramirez yeah, i guess manny ramirez <laughs> um matt holiday of the rockies actually had a terrific 2007 season uh but he lost the home run crown by 14 yeah exactly that's a pretty big wasn't, gap wasn't just missed or anything andrew jones um which you know which ca- which ca- category he would not compete in yeah, but uh, he had 51 homers and 128 rbis yeah but he probably had like 260 yeah and that would be 263 you'd be Ooh. right so um a rod came close in 02 uh, so, you know, he had 57 homers, 142 RBIs. Wow. But then um, he had three. He, what, he only he, hit 300. Yeah. And man, he hit 349. Yeah. yeah. Didn't just miss like, it. Exa- and that's what's really hard about it. I think that because it, it's 
it's, it would be very atypical for a guy to hit for the high enough average while hitting the home runs. That just usually doesn't happen. So now let's say that in this uh, abbreviated 60, well, it won't even be 60 game season appears, uh, they finish the season and somebody has the most homers, the most RBIs and the highest batting average in a league. Does he get credit for winning a triple crown? I don't think he should. Yeah, I tend to was, not want to penalize teams for winning a world championship, but I think I would penalize a the player. The same way, like, if some guy had, like, the lowest ERA for a single right, season right, as, like, a starting pitcher, I wouldn't count it nearly the same because it's too different. Right, right. So if, if Kershaw walks two guys all year, he, he doesn't go down in the record books of having the lowest yield, walks yielded. Yeah, because it's in like you, you had to play a, a third pitcher. of the game that everybody else yeah, did. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like cumulative season statistics like that – Uh, you kind of unfortunately have to throw out the window. So if you hadn't thought about it before, you heard it here. First, folks, there will be no Triple Crown awarded this year. (laughs) We have have basically thrown (laughs) it. We have declared it to be so. But it's uh, it's certainly something that I'll keep paying attention to. I am not one of those people that believes the RBI is as... uh, uh, irrelevant a stat as some would have you say yes it does matter about how good your team is and they have to get on base for you to drive them in but my opinion that you pressure, still have to the you pressure still have to get those situation hits. right so you know and 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 our Mets are struggling with runners in scoring position and that aspect of the game hitting under pressure when there's somebody in scoring position is important to perform in those situations that is a measure of that Good, having a lot of RBIs is not necessarily a mark of how good a player you are, but good players have lots of RBIs. <laughs> yes, that's well put. That's well put. But like, you, you, there, there's nobody that's had like 70 RBIs in a season and everybody's being like, oh, this guy, he's an unbelievable hitter. Okay, so last last question for you. Um, if you were going to pick one player in each league to win the Triple Crown next season, who would it be? Trout. Yep. Mookie. I would probably say the same those are the first two players that came to my mind mookie has the power to do it and he could hit for the average and he plays on a team where it's a like i the thing that makes it hard ballpark's gonna be hard for him to lead the league in home runs but he also then does get to play the rest of the nl west which you you do get to hit a lot of home runs in those ballparks and he goes to colorado and plays uh, a bunch of games against those guys yeah yeah, i mean arizona ball flies out of arizona there's a lot of home runs hit at the San Francisco Stadium, and I mean, if Bartolo Colon can hit a home run in San Diego, I'm pretty sure Mookie can hit plenty there. The thing I, I wanted to mention be, before we, we uh, sign off is that there's a triple crown in pitching as well. That is not anything that anybody really talks about. If you have the most wins, the most, most strikeouts, and the lowest uh, ERA, the highest winning percentage, which is just really yeah, that's such an uninterest- ERA and highest I, I, winning percentage, especially because you're already counting the wins, so it feels like you're just counting wins twice. Yeah, yeah maybe it's strikeouts. Strikeouts would at least be more interesting. Maybe it's strikeouts, ERA, and winning percentage. Yeah, if it's strikeouts era uh, to me it should be strikeout the problem with winning percentage is like what if you have a guy that's eight and oh is he necessarily the better pitcher if he's a starter than the guy that was like 16 and four yeah well they might say minimum of x decisions a lot of times so they'll 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 over the course of the season it'll keep going up that you've had to have based on the amount of team games your team has played i think i think the issue with the pitching triple crown is that 
It's just not cool. It's just not cool. <laughs> it's just not cool. It's just not cool. And like, yeah, like you could have strikeouts, but like you're gonna tell, like, like you're gonna say that like Greg Maddox could never win a pitching triple crown because like, yeah. he's never gonna get enough. Yeah, strikeouts. I don't. I just and and it's gonna be harder to have that kind of a stat hold up in the long run because we don't evaluate wins and uh, things the way that they used to be for pitchers. So it's a silly. And, that, stat. and just, honestly, I, and wins are a really frustrating statistic to track because you could have a guy that would totally dom like Jacob Degrom would probably get ERA and strikeouts every single season and then lose because the Mets cannot ever keep a yeah. lead for him or but, get one. But uh, there is, you know, a triple crown for the pitchers, but nobody cares. So. Yeah, nobody cares. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at almostcoop.